today's problematic trope, sexy born yesterday. Well, welcome to today's Trope Tongue episode, Sexy Born Yesterday. This episode is brought to you in part by the Nerd On Nation, powered by Patreon. Our patrons allow us to continue to make this show and keep the lights on. If you're new to Patreon and what that is, it's essentially a membership service in which you can support your favorite creators like us, Trope Time. For as little as a dollar to five dollars a month, you get early access to episodes, bonus mini episodes, a Discord community, and so much more. Check it out at nerdon.io backslash Patreon. And with that, we get into the nitty-gritty of today's very problematic trope, sexy born yesterday. Ooh, what does that mean, Izzy? All right, so you know me, I like to watch YouTube for informational videos because I'm a nerd. So I came across a super interesting channel that is Pop Culture Detective. So this guy was talking about this trope, primarily the ones he dealt with were um, US-based media and in movies in particular, where it's basically what I feel is an offshoot of the lowly trope that we discussed in a previous episode. So basically you have a fully formed and sexually matured slash ready body of a female with the innocent mind of a child. Like they might know um, a lot about like martial arts or something like that. But when it comes to human interaction, they're like a five-year-old. So would you consider the fifth element? Yes, absolutely. Yes. We're to the point where she is literally born yesterday, AKA, right? Mm -hmm. And she's implanted with this super amazing brain, but very, very naive. And she doesn't understand that her body is going to be sexualized. And so she starts like, even in the beginning, they're building her body, like 3D printing, which actually come to think of it, side note, super interesting concept that they put that in there so early. But anyway, I digress. Where they're 3D printing her body, first it starts off with that like, robot-y looking hand, like the metal gauntlet Mm -hmm. looking thing. And all of a sudden she's naked. And you're Mm -hmm. like, what? Um, I think so that's they're a, like, sorry, the the naked you you just got me the naked thing like emerging that is a trope in and of itself. I can't tell you how many women like Ghost in the Shell. Yes, where like yeah. Anyways, sorry to get on no. your tangent. <laughs> no, yes. So like even the comments that the people are making when they're building her, they're like, it's perfect. She's perfect, and you're like, dude. Ew, creeper. Um, she gets like undressed in front of the people and they're like, oh my gosh, I'm such a prude. And then um Bruce Willis's character is like all rough and gruff, and he's like, hey, you're so sexy. Da, da, da. And she's like clearly a child trapped in, in essence, this like adult body. Mm-hmm. And so everyone's treating her right off the bat as a sexual object, right? But mm-hmm. she doesn't know any better. Because she's all naive. She was literally born yesterday. Mm-hmm. And then as she learns about the world, her only point of context is inevitably a mediocre guy by all standards. Like yeah. Bruce Willis' character is not a great guy. Like she's his redeeming quality, which is problematic on his part. Mm-hmm. But, so you mentioned Ghost in the Shell, which is the same thing because she doesn't know who she was. True, but at least... She's a little, she knows she was an adult and she has adult skills. So she can navigate the world as an adult and she's an assassin. Right. So that one doesn't have the born sexy yesterday, but definitely the like, let's 3D a naked body. Yeah. Um, We have, oh, Battle Angel Alita. What the fuck? First of all, the movie. Let's talk about the movie first and then we'll dive into the manga and anime of that. I actually know. A lot of people that love this movie, a lot of women I know love this movie. Why the fuck is she like, here, have my heart, and like takes out her freaking heart and gives it to the dude. And he's like, you should not be giving this to me. 
Like when the guy is worried that you're giving too much real quick, it's it's like problematic. And then why did they kill him and then bring him back and then kill him five seconds later? I had Drama. That movie. Drama. Drama. <laughs> Personal growth. But she's in this like, she's not in an overtly sexualized body, but she's definitely a body with the innocent child because, you know, it's kind of Pinocchio-ish, but, you know, with sex. But with sex. <laughs> well, because she does this whole thing where she gets the, the new old body, mm-hmm. right? She, like she finds the old shell or yeah. whatever that she, like was like for her design. Um, and then she has haptic feedback, I guess, because she can feel when he touches her now. And she's only caring about how he's appreciating that. Not so much that like now she has a whole new experience. It was weird. I had issues. Let it all out. <laughs> right? But um, but yeah, so that like that has the whole thing. We have like mostly women being the ones that are born yesterday in this body. Tron is one that in Pop Culture Detective they talk about the new mm-hmm. uh, reboot of Tron, where um basically the girl is like the best martial artist, blah, blah, blah. But she's like, what is love? What is a kiss? Am I doing it right? And you're like, oh, oh." so creepy. And like her sole purpose is to protect the guy and be his girlfriend. Like that's what she was built for. So it's hard. You know, that also reminds me of Chobit. um, Yes. Which, I mean, granted, they're technically made to be like helper robots around the house that you're not supposed to feel feelings. But I mean, come on, you, you <laughs> put this AI in a body that's like easy on the eyes, I guess, and hyper attractive and sexualized. Mm-hmm. Of course you're going to, yes. but, but like the whole point is you're supposed to be, deadered from wanting to continue on because she doesn't have the physical traits to for pleasure she doesn't have you mean she doesn't have the parts yeah yeah she doesn't have the parts she doesn't have any parts so um it's like Except a part of yeah but can that she goes. feel yeah can she feel anyways doesn't um, matter that's not what she's there for nikki yeah I, that's right. Silly me. Like it's not about her pleasure. Yeah. Ah. Um, which is a big part of this. Is kind of in the entire premise. It's always this like mediocre kind of normal guy who's down on his luck and love, or like no one really values him for his true potential or some bullshit. Mm-hmm. And then, sexy born yesterday. Typically, girl, we'll talk about a few of the guy options that come up in just a second, but it's mostly creepy with the girl ones because it's all about the guy being the teacher and being the first one to show her what sex is and what kissing is and insert all of the stuff where half of the time she's just like, well, I guess, and I'm just going to drop it in here. We have a shit ton of stuff from the 80s in U.S. media. We have Splash. Mm-hmm. Um, I think it's that like my wife is or my stepmom's an alien or something like that. Or she's like, what, what are dudes? What was the one where she was a department store mannequin that came to life? It was mannequin. The name oh, is mannequin. Okay, it, it, it's, it's called mannequin. Okay, <laughs> there was two of them, by the way. There's a mannequin too. Oh well, fuck. Yeah. Oh, it's bad. It's bad. It's not great. And I appreciate the kookiness and the craziness of this element, but that part always irked me. That like, why is everyone such a creeper to her? I don't know. Lilu makes my heart ache. Um, there's there's a there's only been one instance I can think of off the top of my head of the reverse happening, mm-hmm. and that's the movie Big. Yes. But even then, it doesn't seem like she's grooming him. 
in the yeah. same way that like the guys groom mm-hmm. the sexy yes- uh, born yesterday girls. Yeah, she's more like they make her to be more like a mother figure. Yeah, and which is kind of creepy, but it's creepy in a different way. Yeah. Um, maybe Tarzan and Jane. Yeah, that's true. But she, but she's genuinely helping him again, and I, I don't know. I guess like in George of the Jungle, with mm-hmm. um, oh my God, Brendan Fraser, who looked yes. looked amazing in that, like. She was physically attracted to him, but like he also treated her like a human being. Yeah, and she treated him like, you know, a valid, full grown dude who had the option of growth. But you don't see that really reciprocated when the genders are switched. No, which is why I definitely feel this is a socially accepted code for lowly culture mm-hmm. which is like oh if the problem you had with it is that it's just a little girl's body no worries all of the benefits of naivete and me being able to be the only point of reference and control of the information about sexuality for this individual in the field of you know a female body done so creepy so so creepy that's like I can't think of any movies at the top of my head, but um, I'm sure it's probably happened where a woman goes into a coma, a girl goes into a coma and she wakes up and her body is like matured 20 years, but her mentality has not. Hmm. I'm sure that's probably a movie. I'm going to look it up right now. I'm sure someone's written that. Look it up. So one of the things that I did find where the gender issue um, comes up where you're not quite sexy born yesterday, but you're definitely born yesterday. And it's a guy who was born yesterday is the anime that I had a big deal issue with. And I think we talked about this at some point, you and Mm -hmm. I was made in abyss. Oh yeah. I know a lot of people that that was in, was that on Uh, prime? Amazon prime. I think so. Yeah. When they had the Amazon anime, um, which got then absorbed back into just prime Mm -hmm. video regular. So I guess it's based off of a webcomic. But the thing that I had the most issue with was you have this little boy, robot, whatever the heck he is. um, And the girl finds him. But she is like a war-trodden, traumatized individual in the sense that like there are no real adults around. Everyone has already died and been like killed gruesomely. Um, so she's just like mm. kind of dead inside and she finds this robot who looks like a little boy and she goes about like completely taking over any type of consent he might have over his own body. So like she tries to figure out like, oh my gosh, it seems like you're invincible. I'm going to try to see what you're invincible to. Which is different than like the superhero movies where they're like, let's see what powers I have. And it's more of an agency of the individual who now has these new powers. This is her basically like while he has shut down, trying to burn him, hit him with stuff to see what Mm. would break his body. Yeah. That's the first thing that, you know, Japan. Um, But that's the only one. Yeah. Yeah, it it was it was a hard one. I couldn't get through the first season. It was just I couldn't get past her complete disregard of his mm-hmm. being a being. Yeah, I know so many that people that sense. love that series that they think it's um, wholesome. How? I don't know. I could again. I couldn't get past that. So yeah. So there's there's a couple of anime type of situations where you have this like innocence. Um, not so much in the born yesterday, but definitely that whole out mm-hmm. of time and space vibe um where it's like we have to be the i have to be the teacher in this new world for you but i think the most insidious versions of that are the sexy born yesterday where basically because you know nothing mm-hmm. all of the information is being controlled by a pretty mediocre dude and it's all about like trying to get laid and like teaching you the ways okay so i didn't find any movies with that trope, but there is a real life situation where a girl woke up after 27 years 
dude. Except she was 32 when she went into the coma. Oh, okay. And she, yeah. That's not so bad. Her son was four. And then she wakes up and her son is in her, in his, like, 30s. Holy cow. Yeah. That's got to be concerning. Yeah. Uh, there's another story of a girl who was locked in her body for four years. Oh. Like, that doesn't sound she good. was totally aware of everything going on, but she couldn't move or speak. That is super, super creepy. Yeah, that is Pretty creepy. Ay, Dios. But let's see. What other movies? What was I watching that was anime that I was just like, whoa. That was a lot. I was trying to see something and it was really, really... Oh, it was an anime. I'm sorry. It wasn't my craziness. It was Stargate. Oh. <laughs> That's a big difference. It is a big difference. I know. My brain. Um, So in Stargate, like... The Egyptian girl is like, oh, we have sex now? Like, is this what you want? And he's just like, whoa, whoa. The spader before he was in the blacklist. Mm-hmm. Um, I really enjoyed that movie because I used to love uh, all things Egypt. Mm-hmm. But that always creeped me. I was like, why, why must she now? I don't know. He had to like teach her how to be like not a slave, I guess. I don't know. Oh, I just thought of an anime. It's a, it's a movie. And for some reason, I cannot think of the title right now, though it's really, really popular. Uh, oh, game, game, anime. It's a black. Why can't I think of it? I'm sure it'll probably pop in my head fucking later. Have the word game, I think, in it something anyways um he's like going discovering and searching for something and this girl who's like like super young and she's a robot oh oh i think i saw i see a picture of it when i googled it now i gotta no game no life no game no life the movie anyways this is more on the opposite spectrum i think we've talked about this before she does have a young younger body it's not fully developed Mm -hmm. but she like meets him and is like hey i'm a robot i'm told that in order to basically get you to be off guard is to seduce you so she like awkwardly tries to seduce him oh that's awkward yeah so and uncomfortable yeah it was just really it did not sit well with me at all yeah but so the other one I wanted to talk to you about, and we, we started a discussion slightly earlier um, as a preamble to this recording, which was the new Wonder Woman movie. Mm-hmm. Does Deanna count under the sexy born yesterday trope? Uh, I think it's... The, I say yes and no. Yeah, it's a mixed bag. There's a lot of people, and you and I had this experience. We were talking to somebody else. I want to say it was at Comic-Con a couple years ago, mm-hmm. where they were like, oh, but she was a virgin. And she sleeps with, with him. And you're like, no, she she's not, a virgin. No, she was not a virgin. She clearly states on the boat when they're leaving mm-hmm. that she's, she's been with women. Like, she knows what, he assumes that she's sexy born yesterday in all regards. And she's like, no, no. I mean, I've never been with a guy before, but the sex I have had. Yeah. Which I thought was interesting. Don't they even show her lover, her previous lovers? I thought they did. They do in the comic, but they don't necessarily in the movie. Not as explicitly. Like there is some like jealousy situation and stares, Mm -hmm. but it isn't explicit. Like, and this is my former lover and girlfriend. But, um. She definitely says it on the boat that she. This is not the first time she's kissed. Yeah. And stuff. Yeah. He. Um, see, like, I can see her being curious about men, and like, mm-hmm. and I bet like any guy would be like, "Oh, she's a virgin for men," but and she's also been with women. This is like my wet dream, because. I'll be the first guy that's been with her. Yeah. Yeah. But she's also into women. You know, like that sexualization of bi women. Mm-hmm. So 
I don't know. I have I have some mixed feelings. Yeah. Which is problematic. I mean, I didn't feel it was as strong and pervy. Because uh, I don't think it slips into the actual lowly vibes mm-hmm. that some of the other ones do. Yeah. Like the fifth element, super lowly vibes. Yeah. Um, splash, sort of. I'm like, Splash is weird. Um, it's kind of hard. And, and I do see this sometimes when we're talking about... Um, Oh, you know which one super creeped me out? Mm. And he mentioned in in the in the video that he did. Oh my goodness, Nikki, did you ever watch the Terminator TV series? No, I did not. Okay, so I love me some Terminator. Don't judge. But so they came out and he he was like John Connor's in high school because they didn't know what the fuck else to do. And so they bring back a T2 in the form of oh, what's her name from Felicity? She was in Firefly. She was also. I want to see. She was in Buffy. Hold on. I'm gonna look this up. <laughs> Summer Lau. What's her name? Oh, goodness gracious! We're gonna do the deep dive right now. Anyway, so she is like beautiful, right? She used to be a, a dancer and all this other stuff, but she's supposed to be a Terminator, and so she does not know human relations correctly. She doesn't have that chip or whatever. Mm-hmm. And so she goes ahead and it's just like, you must teach me. You must both figure out how this body works. And you're like, whoa, that was a lot. I mean, I guess they're both learning at the same time and it's less creepy, but is it? Yes, I was right. Summer Glau. She plays River Tam in which, God damn it, is semi-sexy born yesterday because they wipe her brain so many times. She's trapped as a child. And she does beat up a bunch of dudes who try to hit on her. But it is like she's a little girl who's, you know. Would you consider, like, in Battlestar Galactica, some of the <sighs> Cylons? Yes. Wasn't there a version of Six who was, like, super innocent? Yeah. Yeah, that was creepy. Like, it seems like this has to do a lot with AI, I feel like. Unless, I'm sure, mm-hmm. I'm sure... There are some that are magic based, but it seems more like AI. Yeah, it's definitely it, much easier to come across within a sci-fi type of framework because of the whole computer avatar robotiness. Mm-hmm. But um, because I was thinking about it, like would Westworld count under this? And I would say no, because they are given full-fledged adult personalities. Yeah personalities and identities and backstories like it may be false and they were technically that body was born yesterday but the story has a backstory for years so that it makes sense for that ai Mm -hmm. so it's not like you have a little girl trapped in a full-fledged developed female Mm -hmm. body yeah so I don't think it falls even though they're using them as sex toys and all this other stuff and they pause them and all that other jazz, which I, is problematic. Yeah, well. I feel like but that's at least not really. Yeah, I feel like that's a different episode with AI and agency. Mm-hmm. Absolutely. That's a huge trope. Um, let's see. The only innocent type of personality that is an input into a robot body that was literally born yesterday. An anime that I can think of is Astro Boy, but he's never sexualized. No, he's not. He's he's just the boy wonder. Goes around helping, mm-hmm. saving people. Um, yeah, I don't really see any problems with that. No. Um, let me think. I'm trying to remember Metropolis, the anime. I want to say there was something weird. Metropolis um, came out in 2001, I want to say. Yeah, I think it's based on Tezuka's work. Yes. And that one was, again, it's AI-ish. And she's like, I am, what am I? Mm. There's, mm, I, I like Tezuka's stuff. He, he was way ahead of his time. Like, I like the princess night where mm-hmm. princess, but she goes out at night and is it, becomes a knight and goes fighting for justice. And become becomes like an alter ego of herself, and like 
famous and helping people. But I just hate, the only thing I hate about that is like, why couldn't she just be a princess and a knight? Why did she have to hide? Yeah. But I mean, like I said, he was a bit uh, before his time. Like that came out in the 50s, which I'm sure like that was a revolutionary idea back then. Yeah. I'm thinking of like another anime called Key the Metal Idol where she was put into maybe like a little older than high school body, but she didn't know like anything. Mm-hmm. Again. Oh, there was an Otome game that I played. Um, oh my god, why can't I think of it? It features all these horror. So you are, you wake up and all you know is that you need to stay in this house until your dad comes back and like your dad made you or whatever, but you don't know that, that you're AI basically. And um, the people that come save you are like Sherlock Holmes, Frankenstein. Um, oh, I remember you telling me about this. Yeah. So, uh, isn't there like Jekyll and Hyde or something in there as well? It's like all the classic monsters. Oh, Code Realize is the name of it. But like you are probably look like you're in your early 20s, very late teens, and you are mm. just completely devoid of knowing anything like about interactions with men because you've been waiting for your father to come back forever. You haven't left this house and yet you had no questions about the fact that you've never aged so i don't know (laughs) i don't know there's some i don't know maybe he just kept you in the dark and didn't didn't teach you anything about human like interaction i don't know so you maybe you don't know that weird i don't know loopholes anyways you're supposed to spend your disbelief or whatever but yeah. Yeah. Ooh, I I realized another one. Hmm. The Trekkie in me is like upset, hmm. or the Trekker, whatever. We're not getting into the whole terminology. Um. So Star Cape, Star Trek Voyager has Seven of Nine, who gains agency later. But originally, if you didn't watch it, so basically there is one of the big bads within the Star Trek universe, um, especially from the next generation onward, which could be, I guess, termed as the reboot, the first reboot, Mm -hmm. you have the Borg and they are like a hive mind and they basically, you assimilate or you die. Like they absorb you into it. It's like colonialism Mm -hmm. as a metaphor. (laughs) But um, the reason they go around and they just jack people and like absorb them into the Borg mind. And um, there's a queen, you know, like they're Mm going to be and then he was, so Seven of Nine was a humanoid girl on a colony planet, God knows where, of the Federation that gets attacked by the Borg. And I want to say they either got attacked all the time or like the freaking colonists. I might be mixing up two episodes if I did. I think mine is better. So we're just going to put it together. <laughs> um, it was either that the colony was attacked and in the attack, they Borg abduct seven of nine when she's little like a girl mm-hmm. bring her into the collective and she is not rescued until she is i'm gonna go with her 20s you know um and so she does not understand what it's like to be a human or even outside of a hive mind she's not used to being an individual right so they have to like teach her mm-hmm. through all these things and in voyager the doctor is a hologram was also trying to explore as an AI what it means to be an individual. Uh-huh. Um, so he's the one, and he's way older, and he's the one who's supposed to or takes on the mantle of like teaching her how to be an individual and how to like be sexy. And there's a really awkward scene where he's like, you should put your hair down. But she's not used to having hair yeah. for the record. Because the Borg had a whole bunch of like cyber um, implants cybernetic implants into the skull and all this other stuff and the only thing she's left with is like a thing over her one eyebrow and kind of her ear Mm -hmm. um so she's not used to having hair so she has it up in like a french twist bun Mm -hmm. um 
And he's like, you should let your hair down, like shake your hair. And it's just like the worst thing ever. (gasps) It's so creepy. Um, Later on, she becomes a full-fledged individual because, you know, her experiences, this and that. She has agency in the rest of it. But in the very beginning, super creeper. Because, you know, they decided to give her the tightest fucking uniform slash outfit ever. Like everybody else has got shoulder pads and like some like comfortable movement of the arms and bicep area. And hers is basically a leotard. A bodycon, basically? Basically. Why? Yeah. You know, I I don't know. She doesn't know what. Like she used to use one, I guess, like a bodysuit type of thing when she was a Borg. But that's because she had cybernetic implants and shit. I don't know. Uh, That I cannot answer. But that one always kind of irked me. And I love that fucking series because Captain Jean, Jean Wei is the best. And I loved her. But yeah. So maybe, um, maybe like, because we mentioned with AI, it seems that this also happens with alien light forms. That suddenly make it to yeah. Earth that are not aware of the customs of Earth or the culture on Earth. Yes, there's a lot of that. Um, so I feel like that also plays. I'm trying to think. I, I keep thinking of Mars attacks with the sex yeah. bots. But they weren't born sexy yesterday. They were born sexy to kill and take yeah. over the world for some reason for some reason <laughs> that kept popping in my mind what about alien i remember wasn't there a queen yeah but i think that are you talking like she was like a female bodied yeah queen? i think an alien has always been creepy alien maybe i'm thinking of alien She's maybe i'm thinking of one of the alien versus predator movies that could be there was an alien that had winona Ryder as a as the robot which was really creepy mm. Wait, is the robot's name the same in all the alien movies? You know, I'm not sure. Because I, I watched Prometheus, and I watched the one after that. Well, that's the same robot, though. Yeah, I was just wondering if it was the same robot over all that time, just in a different body for consistency issues. I know it's a little off topic, but now it's now it's on my mind, and it's bothering me. <laughs> now that's all we can think about. I... Um. I know a lot of people did not like Prometheus. For some reason, I I did. I don't know why. I, I didn't mind it because it was so thinky, if that makes sense. Like, the idea of it was super interesting. Yeah, and then, like, the sequel, I was... I wasn't happy, but I wasn't mad. Let's just put it that way. I feel like they could have done way more, and they just they fucked it up. But mm-hmm. that's my opinion about Prometheus. And that completely doesn't have anything to do with any of this. But now you know. Now you know, guys. Um, Ex Machina? Let me think. I thought, like, his name... Sorry, I'm going back to this. He, he, oh, yeah, I went off on a deep end. No, answer. that's fine. Prometheus... The characters... Too much. Um, David. David's his name. Yeah. But that's, I don't think his name Uh, in the original. David in Alien. He's in Covenant and Prometheus. Alien 1. Right. No. Because it's still the the ship. Yeah. Okay, no, they're different people. Carry on. Carry on. (laughs) This was very important. Um, let's see. The other thing, I've been racking my brain trying to figure out the, the flip version, mm-hmm. right? Pleasantville. Did you yeah, watch Pleasantville? I did. Because that was like, not many people I find watch Pleasantville, but I really, really like the, how they visualized everything between like color and black and white. I thought that was really cool. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. So in uh, Pleasantville... The reverse would be Reese Witherspoon's character and her boyfriend. And she's basically not teaching him about sex per se. But he seems game and like, I thought I wasn't supposed to do these things. Yeah. And you see as people like, I don't know, become more human, I feel like. And less, um, less, less, less a stereotype. 
And when they become yes. full fledged beings with agency, they they turn colored. Mm-hmm. That at least that's my take on it. It's been a long time since I've seen that. To be honest, like I saw it when it first came out, and I haven't really seen it since. But yes, that is my take on that. Yeah. So I mean, I kind of feel that we're definitely touching on a couple of things that you mentioned. We have that whole AI and we've talked about how it's, we get it. Like, why do we have to have more movies where we're discussing whether or not dudes Mm -hmm. will want to have sex with robots that either do or don't look like women? Um, The thing that gets me the most irked about the biggies, which would be the fifth element, right? Um, etc. They're the ones who really give mm-hmm. me the lowly vibes. And I didn't put it together when I watched it because I didn't have the terminology or like that vast of a kind of uh, mm-hmm. reference point to go back to. But once that that door has been opened and you start looking at it and you take a step back and you're like, ooh, that is not okay. That's super creepers. Ooh, Galaxy Quest types into that whole alien thing you know you could also say mantis from um guardians yeah because she doesn't yeah yeah like he kept her a child um i was also going to say thing just popped out of my head just crap it was there before i mentioned mantis and now it now it's gone now it's no worries I'll go back into Galaxy Quest, which is a movie that I absolutely love. But one of the things that it kind of has is that you have the sexy alien that falls in love with the human guy from the original cast of the TV show, Galaxy Quest. Um, And he pretty much has to like teach her the ways of human relationships. It's a lot less creepy and not as lowly because she's like an adult when this happens, but it is like creepy. At yeah. The same time. Excuse me. Thinking more about Mantis, they at least treated her like an adult. Yeah. Everyone but EO treats her as an adult. Um, but like there's still that scene where they're like where she's called ugly and she's like, What does that mean? And he's like, Oh, that's a good thing. Mm-hmm. Yeah. That was pretty bad writing. Yeah. I had one. I swear I had one. And it just flew um, out of my head. Because that's what happens in my brain. Oh, oh, I got it. Blade, yeah. Blade Runner. That's what I was what? thinking of. Say it. Because um, in the huh. new one, where um, mm-hmm. he is, I mean, the AI that controls his house is basically catered and created for him to be the perfect partner and woman. And then like, doesn't she temporarily okay. take on a female form when they're, when they're escaping, but she doesn't so. really know about human interaction outside of what she reads. But I, I mean, obviously then she ends up dying and such, which sucks for her. But, but like, I don't know. I, yeah. that, I was I was reminded of, of the AI in Blade Runner and how like they advertise that you can take one home yourself, and you basically groom them. I mean, if you think about it, that's what you're doing. Oh, you're grooming them to become the ultimate, you know, housewife. But they're like a baby when you mm-hmm. get them. I mean, it's true. Mm-hmm. Yeah. That whole, like, take them home and mold them however you want them type thing. I think there was an episode of Black Mirror like that. Oh, no. I'm thinking of the episode where you make a copy, a digital copy of yourself, and you put them in a box, and you it's like the Alexa. Remember that episode? And, like, how... I know this has nothing to do with the main thing, but that kind of disturbed me. Like, well, you have to watch your life pass you by because you're not real. Because you live live in that box. That's a whole other... Mm -hmm. And then, like... And then they put them in a teddy bear or something like that. 
what was it? No, it was something mm-hmm. like that. It was creepy. But that's but that's just Black Mirror for you. Yeah, that's pretty much what that boils down to. It's just like, oh, how creepy can we make this? Black Mirror does some real good things with, with talking oh about goodness, technology yeah. and ethics that we don't even think about. Yeah, it does a good job of bringing up some really disturbing realities that are just below the surface of what we're dealing with. Like, they're pretty out there, but then are they, though? Because these are things that are possible outcomes in our future. Yeah, one of the ones that like that got me a lot was in the first U.S. season of it, mm-hmm. where he is signs up to be... A game. Oh my god, sister. that one for the horror game. That one, I I I have not rewatched. That is, I love horror. Okay, I do too. But, that one was super creepy because it's a thing. Yeah, because that one, because I think like the fears weren't typical fears. Like they were very real things that people think about. Because when you're thinking like horror game, you're thinking like pop jump scares, zombies, vampire mm-hmm. monsters. But his was none of those. Like the thing he was none scared of, of was like something completely different. And then like, oh, I don't want to spoil it. But that one, that was me every time. Um, the one that I usually show people is that episode with um, the soldiers. Where uh, the soldiers can, when they're looking at their enemies, they're not actually enemies. They're othered. They look like giant aliens. Yeah. Which just talks to, like, the actual propaganda that happens in any war where they, like, other the quote-unquote enemy to the point where they're no longer human things. So it's easier to kill them. Yeah, yeah. So Black Mirror, by the way, you should just watch that or everything. I mean, there are obviously some episodes that are better than others. Um, San Rupa. <coughs> San Rupa. <coughs> Anyways, uh, <laughs> you uh, watch that. But, yeah. that For some reason, that, that episode with the Alexa thing kind of reminded me because um, she had no agency. I don't know. I feel like this trope is boiled down to agency and so i feel like that's where we keep going back to yeah and also kind of that yeah it's absolutely agency because it's the controlling of all the information from one mm-hmm. point of view exploiting the naivete of this hot bod which is just so frustrating yeah and it's also weird that they're like super martial artsy. Isn't that weird? Does that does it, I just I don't understand the juxtaposition of that. You do you mean like in a sense that they're created in America or like is it no like Battlestar? Okay. Not Battlestar. <laughs> I was gonna go with Battlestar Galactico. But maybe, yeah, you know. Um Six was created to be a sex bot. I think it's she's I think maybe it's because men secretly like strong women, but they don't want that strongness being used against them. Or to intimidate them in any sexual capacity. Yeah. So it's almost like, I hate to put it this way, like an attack dog. You know, you can, you can cuddle the dog, get affection from the dog. Only you get affection from the dog. but. As soon as anyone's up in your shit, that dog's going to attack, right? Yeah. So I hate to compare to animals, but I mean. Because it's also problematic. (laughs) Yeah, exactly. But I feel like that's the idea where they're going, where they're not looking at us, at at women, as as full-fledged human beings and people. Mm Mm-hmm. Yeah. I think that's like one of the main things that just makes me upset about it. It, it has that whole agency and it's, it's exploitative mm-hmm. for, for lack of a better term. Or maybe that is the best term. Yeah. That's why it gives me all those lowly vibes that I'm just like, Ugh. well, yeah, they're, they're exploiting. 
And to be exploited means you don't have agency. Yeah, absolutely. You don't know. Because children don't know. They look up to their parents. So if you are the parent, I mean, they don't know that their body is being sexualized, right? Right. All they know is that, hey, you're helping them right now and no one else was going to help them. Right. You're like the controller of all the information this individual's mm-hmm. receiving. So it's a perfect setup for grooming. Mm-hmm. It, that's what it is. It's all the fucking mm-hmm. grooming. Oh. But yeah. Like, do you remember that movie, Her? Again, yes. same thing. AI where they fell in love and she didn't even have a physical body. But like... It was just so damn accommodating. Yeah, but then she just realized that she was better. You know, like, and she left. Yeah. And she's kind of painted as the bitch in it, though. Mm -hmm. I know, but like, I'm sorry, she was made to serve him. And then she realized, I don't have to do that. (laughs) I Mm -hmm. have all this information and access to all these other AI. We get along way better. Why would I want to stick around with somebody who basically bought me? You know? Like, yeah, like she was bonding with her. She was a slave. So captor, captor, I, you know, so I mean, good on her that she left. Well, yeah. Ugh. I mean, and why did, I mean, and why did he buy that AI to begin with? Exactly. He wanted a companion. Mm-hmm. He was lonely. He wanted someone who had to pay attention to him, had to listen, mm-hmm. had to respond the way he wanted to. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah. You know what? Remember we were we were l- talking about those games where you have a girlfriend mm-hmm. and it's like stupid shit. Like you just have an apartment and she's just sitting on the couch and you're like, yeah. She's like, what would you like to do? And it's just very creepy. Mm-hmm. You know what? I, this isn't like, and maybe it is. I'm thinking of Marilyn Monroe. Yes, I do feel like she used that sexy born yesterday persona. Because mm-hmm. the individual whose character she played or embodied being Marilyn Monroe, like the actual alive human, um, was a pretty smart person, you know? And she played naive and sexy born yesterday type mm-hmm. stuff. Because it was the way she got famous and it's the way that people took her, for lack of a better term, seriously. It was messed up. Yeah, and that's what, that's what they wanted to see. That's what the people wanted. Not necessarily how... Right, because you had, at that same time, really strong-powered women actresses that were in Hollywood that were kind of like, you know, going back and forth with the leading guys tit for tat and then you have Marilyn Monroe who's just bombshell that has I guess the emotional range of a yeah. child and it's like I don't realize you two are in drag in some like it hot uh I've never actually seen that movie but I have been to Hotel Del Coronado where it was filmed so that's my story yeah that's There's my that? story that, that's all I had <laughs> that's all I had Oh my goodness. All right. Question. Would you venture to say that magic girl, like the transformations kind of delve a little bit into sexy born yesterday? Mm, most of them keep the same age though. They don't, they don't get older. Okay. They just transform. Now one game I was playing, remember blue reflections? All of a sudden they got boobs and ass. Mm. But just in the transformation. Super creepy. Mm-hmm. But I think they're still the same age. They just get a little bustier. Yeah. I did see that, although it's it's played off, it's pretty problematic. It, um, these young girls, it's, a, it's supposed to be a gag anime. Mm. And uh, they're magical girls, but when they transform, they turn into these giant muscle men, like, Arnold Schwarzenegger at his peak. Wow. And like, but they still have the outfits of a magical girl. That's hysterical, actually. And they're fighting and whatnot. And like one of them, the 
the way that they transform is they have to say the person they're in love with. Uh oh. So, so like the main character, um, she transforms because the guy that she's in love with, which is her best friend's brother, is under attack, and so she says his name, and she's thinking, "Oh, I'm going to be like really cute," and then she turns into this giant like guy, like muscle guy, and then she finds out that her mom used to be a magical girl, and that she's taking over her mom's position. But then her best friend sees her in trouble and is like, well, I gotta help you. And her best friend says out the name of the main protagonist. And she's like, I'm actually in love with you and I can't stand that you're in love with my brother. Oh my goodness. It's it's weird. There, there are a lot of problematic gender things because, uh, oh, there's that gag that, oh, look, a guy and everything is fine. Yeah. You know, when... Who cares? They can wear whatever they want. But that's another story. That's a whole other podcast. Yeah. All right. I think we've pretty much walked around this one and then kind of kind of a good sizable conversation out of it. Yeah, we've gone to a few other places as well. <laughs> Just a wee bit. Just a wee bit of a ramble. Um, but I think it, it it's definitely maybe not as prevalent of a trope, but when it happens. Man, it just gave me such low leaf vibes that I was just, I didn't know it at the time, but really, really put off by it. Well, it's creepy. It's creepy. Yeah. Super creepy. All right. Well, it is now time for our little outro. Trope Time is supported by our fans like you, VR Nerd On Patreon account. So make sure that you check us out at nerdon.io backslash Patreon. We have a really cool community in our Discord chat, and you get access to our mini episodes, which we recently started and I'm pretty proud of. So hopefully you'll get a chance to check us out. Also, shout out to our friends on Nerd on the Podcast. If you like pop culture and fandoms, which we're assuming you do because you're listening to us, check them out as well. They're a really great group and part of our Nerd on Nation. Yeah, do the thing. Do the thing. Oh. And the thing of subscribing. Yeah, do that thing. Do that thing too. Do that thing too. Do that thing too. Um, so yeah. So recommend us. Give us your thoughts. Touch base via our Discord chat. And we'll check you next time. Yep. See you next month.